What is good, my dear friends? This is another episode of the Coffee Roaster warm-up sessions. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, today, we're in a little bit of a new space. This is the new, uh, I don't know, QC lab, tasting lab, Something. creative space. Office? Oh. <laughs> that's right. Keep yeah, that's basic. really what it is. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, so... Yeah, it's not fully done. Uh, we're still kind of figuring out a lot of things, but we decided, mm -hmm. hey, let's give this a shot. Let's see what's what's going to work, what's mm -hmm. not. So uh, welcome. Glad we could have you guys here with us. But uh, that being said, we do not have a brewer yet, but we did bring some hot coffee yes. in this Kurdish dripper. It's like the classic one when you hit the button. You might be able to hear it. Yes. There it is. It's a good sound. Uh, ooh. Man, it's like, I love this because it just reminds, it's nostalgic to like, <laughs> to like events or like, you know, like weddings that have like really bad coffee. <laughs> you just show up and it's like, it's like camp meeting. What? It's like camp meeting. Good old, oh, yeah. like in the South, like good old yeah. Southern cap meeting. Didn't hold the temp really well. It's like mm. lukewarm. I mean, it might have been. It might have been only two hours since since actually it's, it's been a hot minute. Yeah, but still, uh, no, nah, I'm not feeling this, bro. <clears throat> Why? I don't know. It's just astringent. <laughs> it is astringent. You got that no. right. It's no. pretty dry. Oh well, no, it's still got a little juiciness, but I, yeah. It just lost all of the the aromas and all of the volatile stuff in the beginning. Kind of tastes boring to me. Yeah, it does taste yeah. a little boring. Yeah, you win, you lose some. Yeah, it's a cup of joe. Still caught. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I can't can't complain with this. So you'll see us sipping on this um, from time to time. Yeah, not bad. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, so today we kind of just wanted to touch up on roasting. Um, I went back into my screenshots and screenshotted the questions that we got when we asked. Last time we asked about concepts, what people wanted to hear. Somebody talked about um, going over the beginner's guide to uh, coffee um, roasts, yeah. the different roasts, mm -hmm. um, and the pros and cons. And there are definitely a lot of pros and cons to um, all of them, you know, there's pros and cons to light roasts, dark roasts, medium roasts, mm -hmm. Vienna roasts, like yeah. uh, the whole spectrum, you know, and um, it definitely comes down to personal preference. Yeah. You know, the more that I'm in this uh, roasting thing, um, the more that I'm starting to realize like flavor and uh, calling a good roast a yeah. roast what is that is, yeah. yeah what does that even mean yeah. you know like um and i get it like most of us are thinking like you know hey that's a good roast it just me it means like oh there's like blueberries and you know mm -hmm. uh lime acidity and all this stuff but it's yeah. like is that really a good yeah. roast or is that what's what do you what are you even trying to accomplish yeah in the roasting process like yeah i think even looking at a coffee menu from a, like a roasting company or a cafe most people yeah. are not really judging the roast 
they're judging how well that mm-hmm. company sourced green. And, and that's such a big misconception. If you're yes. not a roaster and if you're not in the industry, you would not know that because you can't, you can't make as a roaster, you can't make a coffee taste a certain way. If it's not in the green, you can't add anything to yeah. it. You can only reveal what's already there. So it's really, really hard when there's a, like a specific, um, like a preference that someone has that yeah. is not like based on a roast. Some things could be yeah. like the color can make more of a, you know, kind of a smoky yeah. flavor or yeah. more of a quote unquote roasty flavor that some people enjoy that can be made, but you can't add like, Oh, you know, I want this coffee to yeah. taste like watermelon when it doesn't. Yeah. And I remember, yeah, just, I mean, the, the, if you get into the really big technicalities, uh, kind of stuff that you've read from Rob Hoos and stuff mm-hmm. where it's like, hey, if you develop the coffee a little more or a little less, you're going to modulate and change the flavor profile yeah. of the coffee itself. But at the same time, it's not going to be so drastic that, oh, cool, like the coffee itself remi- mm-hmm. would remind you of oranges and all of a sudden you've turned it into, I don't know, um, like Reese's Puffs yeah. cereal. Like that's... Yeah. It's not, it's not really quite how it works. Yeah. Um, so you have a lot of, which I think is kind of cool. I've recently heard uh, somebody on YouTube in the coffee realm said, you can only brew coffee as well as it was roasted. Yeah. And that's so true. Yep. And same thing, like you just go back be- up the chain and you can say, you can only roast coffee as as well as it was grown and or yeah. produced. And yeah. then you can only produce coffee as well as it was grown you know yeah. and so um all that you're just trying to pass down the best of the co- coffee yeah. trying to trying to you know hold on to the coffee and pass it down as cleanly as possible yeah. to the next person so at the end of the day you can get a tasty cup at home yeah for sure and yeah. uh yeah and so that kind of um I, I mean brings me back to um yeah a lot of it is you walk into a cafe you see mm-hmm. the menu and you're like uh, it's you what you're looking for is usually people are like, Oh, is it single origin? Mm-hmm. Is it, you know, you know, is it an Ethiopian or kind of, you yeah. kind of base it off of your own personal preference once again. Um, and so, yeah, it, it just, it just kind of makes it hard to consider something a good roast. Yeah. Especially when you're just dipping your feet into like specialty coffee and you hear usually the big ones that everybody's talking about is like a Ethiopian natural, right? Mm-hmm. So you go into another cafe and you're looking for that Ethiopian natural. Mm-hmm. And when you don't find it, you might resort to something else and be like shocked about how different it tastes. And that's one of the things is like origin really matters to how you roast coffee and what happens like in your roast process. Mm-hmm. You can't, again, like you can't do it. You can't make a Guatemalan coffee tastes like an Ethiopian, you know yeah. what I mean? They're just different origins, like could be different varietals, or even if they're the same varietals, they're not going to taste the same, yeah, yeah. you know? Um, so I think with all of that said, it's like, yeah, the roast profile and just the way people, the way folks roast matters a lot, but it's also a follow-up from how you were saying, like how it was produced and how it was grown. Yeah. And one of the things that we've, you know, running mirror. Uh, we're coming back to this conclusion of like 
how you buy green coffee and which mm-hmm. green coffee you buy is actually going to determine such a big part of what you can provide, um, you know, people with to drink and enjoy at home. Yeah. Like that's going to be such a massive defining factor. I mean, of course, you know, you, if you're, if you just don't know what you're doing behind the roast process, you can get the best coffee in the world. Yeah, for sure. And it's just not going to be quite there yeah. yet, you know? And so, but speaking of walking into a cafe, ordering coffee and roasts, mm-hmm. You had an experience that you told me about, which yeah. was memorable. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah. So th- this lady walks in and was looking for one to get a, just a regular, it was either Americana or like a drip coffee, mm-hmm. but she also wanted to get some just whole bean coffee in the bag. And she asked what we were serving and I like explained it. And her follow-up question was like, is this a dark or a light roast? And I said, oh, that's interesting. Like, why do you ask? Like, do you prefer one or the other? She's like, yeah, I prefer a little bit more of like a darker roast. So I asked why. She was like, you know what? Every single time I've had a light roast, it always comes out sour. And yes, that that's, that's a pretty big issue because a lot of these um, famous and popular like Nordic roasters, they do come out sour or some people twist and change that word to that's just like a really bright coffee with nice acidity. But for most folks, just straight up sour. Yeah. And that's a very trendy thing that was Mm -hmm. happening at one point where, um, I mean, the pendulum just swung really hard where it was like, everybody's roasting too dark. And then all of a sudden people got hold of this Nordic, uh, roast profile which I heard Nordic, the term Nordic roasting mm-hmm. for the first time, like years ago, like five years ago, six mm-hmm. years ago. Um, uh, and I was like, well, I kind of trying to figure out what that was, but really it's like moving away to very, very light roasts, mm-hmm. which, um, yeah, just don't have that same body, those same tactiles. Although you might be able to get some more delicate flavors out of them. A light roast is gonna lack also a lot of a lot of good stuff that mm-hmm. I mean in our opinion once again like this is very you know um, subjective Super. but yeah. yeah in our opinion I mean you're lacking a lot you're leaving a lot out on the coffee so yeah why why will those coffees sometimes taste sour yeah um, well the big thing development like what happens in the latter end of the roast is crucial to how the sugars develop and how they're revealed in the whole process. Um, I mean, technically the whole roast is development. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? That's why they refer to it as development time ratio because you're developing that coffee throughout the whole time. Mm-hmm. But with like Nordic roasts, like I don't know if this is true, but from what I heard, sometimes folks would drop coffee at crack. So like as soon as you hear that initial popping, cracking, they would drop the coffee into the cooling bin. That means like that coffee had basically 0% development time and or rate development time ratio to the whole roast. That means in that process, there was that lack of sugars and the sweetness to be able to create mm-hmm. and caramelize mm-hmm. that actually with combination to acidity, it becomes what we're looking for is balance. There's acidity, there's like some sweetness, yes. and when you put it together, 
you get that creation of those complex flavors that are already yeah. in the green coffee. Yeah, and for people who, I mean, most of the people probably listening to the podcast um, either are just getting into some home roasting or have never roasted at all, but that what happens at crack to the end of your roast is where a lot of your sugars and, you know, the finer details in the coffee are starting to develop and grow into something very beautiful that mm -hmm. we taste and we start picking up all these flavor notes or it's reminding us of those things. Yeah. So if you've just cut all of that out, you're, you're not going to get a lot of those things, even mm -hmm. though it was very trendy to have that. And yeah. I remember a trend when everybody just roasted these very bright, yeah. you know, coffees on batch, like yeah. every batch or drip, co drip coffee you get, it's just like, just bright, bright, bright. Or, yeah. you know, it was a trend to do that in your espresso where people yeah. really like the light roasted espresso, very light. And it just, like that lady came in, like, I honestly, I don't blame her for saying, hey, I prefer a dark roast over a light because, yeah, yeah. I mean, not saying, not say that all light roasts are bad, yeah. but I understand where she's coming from. Yeah. In the same way, like a light roast doesn't, or a medium to like a light roast doesn't have to be sour. Yeah. It's just yeah. with a lot of our like brewing techniques, I think there's just a little bit like, Folks, don't get me wrong, but there's just a little bit of a lack of knowledge in how to properly extract a light roast, even mm -hmm. when it does have the proper development time, like when it has all the elements and it's still on the lighter. And like, like we were just messing around with espresso vision and yeah. looking at the different um, just uh, measurements of the roast. You, you can still have a good light roast. Like that, that's true. In the same way, you can still have a good dark roast, like Mm -hmm. All dark roast coffees don't have to taste bitter yeah. or roasty. You know what I mean? Yeah. They have a tend tendency to be like, um, not little, roasty. What's the word I'm looking for? Like a darker coffee seems to like come off harsh with that. or smoky or maybe like those yeah. flavors, but they can actually be like pleasant and desirable mm -hmm. flavors in a cup that some people prefer. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you can't lean one way or another, and in a sense, you can't toss the baby out with the bathwater bath water and say, like, all light roast coffees are sour or all dark roast coffees are, like, nasty yeah. tasting. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah, we got that Espresso Vision, um, which is this new kind of small little apparatus, very small apparatus, very affordable, too. If you're a roaster, a home roaster, oh, yeah. you're looking for something to check your light, your color yeah. of your roasts. It's a great apparatus, not sponsored once again, um, but it's just a great tool. Uh, but yeah, we just kind of threw in some coffees into the little thing and it tells you how dark or light your coffee is based on the scale. Mm -hmm. um, and we put in a Kenyan coffee in there, which Kenyan coffees again have a tendency to taste very vegetal because people, it's hard to roast a Kenyan and get a lot of great sweetness and beauty out of it the way they're supposed to be, mm -hmm. you know? But this Kenyan was just so tasty. It was a light roast, which was great. Yeah. Um, and it tasted very great, like honey flavors, like insane, nice, sweet yeah. honey. Um, what was the other? Chocolate. It was a very, yeah, chocolate a very chocolatey body. Cranberry. Cranberry. Cranberry, yeah. yeah. Just a very pleasant coffee. Yeah. So once again, like, is it impossible? No, of course not. Yeah. But it just takes a lot more you know, so to speak, skill or knowledge or experience. Yeah. yeah. Understanding of the roast. Mm -hmm. um, but that being said, you brought up extraction. 
what's the benefit of a darker roast or a medium roast, something a little darker yeah. over light roasts in terms of extraction? Yeah, especially in the cafe setting, I would say this is key. If you're at home, you're messing around on an espresso machine, you kind of have the leisure and the time to like kind of do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. But you, and you're in a cafe, you're trying to get obviously as much as you can in as little as possible time. And when it comes to extraction, like a lot of cafes are basically extracting shots at, I mean, I've heard of places as quick as 17 seconds to like mid twenties, 25. And when you're doing that quick of extraction, most of the time, the coffee light roast coffee is just not soluble enough to be able to remove all the sweetness and all the good stuff out of that roast into your espresso Mm -hmm. shot. So that's where you get the tendency of sour shots with light roast with dark roasts. The coffee is pretty soluble meaning it can break apart very quick and you can have extraction happen evenly and properly within shorter periods of time. Mm-hmm. So that's where we also get the idea of an espresso roast. It's developed a little bit more. It has a little bit of more solubility. Therefore, you can actually get a good quick You shot. brought up a really good solid point. Um, and, my, and I'd love to ask you, espresso roast, espresso beans. Mm-hmm. Could you only use espresso beans instead of an espresso? machine and what and what it what it what does that mean yeah basically that's pointing towards the direction of saying these coffees were roasted with the roaster thinking about how this coffee is going to be extracted Mm -hmm. so it's going to be extracted with the espresso machine so or there's some bags are even labeled like filter so when the roasters roasting the coffee they're keeping in mind like i want to tailor towards this brewing method Therefore, I'm going to roast it with those uh, like measurements in mind. Specifically, I think color is a big one. Yeah, yeah. Like roast color is a big one. Um, even like development time ratio is going to be a big one and all the other things. They're yeah. going to add up to that label of like filter yeah. or espresso. Yeah, yeah. That's a whole other world of like roasting to a specific brew method, which... Yeah. You know, years down before when you asked me that, I'd be like, okay, that's kind of crazy. But now I'm like, actually, it kind of makes sense. Like, I understand yeah. why some roasters would have like an espresso roast of a coffee, a filter roast. You know, a lot of people like Ann Cooper, um, mm-hmm. who teaches roasting, she has a filter roast, uh, you know, yeah. a drip roast even, yeah. um, an espresso roast. And it it actually makes a lot of sense because of how they're extracted and which setting you're using it in. And yeah. Um, you know, at the end of the day, you want to, excuse me, you want your coffee to be experienced, um, delightfully, whether that's in a cafe or at, you know, at home, you know, it's kind of frustrating sometimes when you buy a bag of coffee and it's like your last brew and you're like, I don't know if I, I don't know if I've dialed it in. If I don't know if I've enjoyed it, I don't know if I did, I pull everything out of the coffee or not. Um, and not to say that that's a bad roast, or anything, um, but it's just different, you know? Yeah. Um, and how can we as roasters make it very simple and easy for people to enjoy our coffees at home? Yeah, I think that's why I appreciate about our roasting approach is we're not necessarily like tailoring any of our coffee specifically for a specific brew method. We're trying to get the most out of every single coffee we source. Yeah. And, and the way like, and that's, that's also a hard one because how do we know 
if yeah. we're getting the most out of it. Like we've been sourcing some great coffee, like our mm-hmm. Sulawesi is like super rare coffee. There's only two roasting companies in the United States who are yeah. serving it. Yeah. So it's super hard to be like, is this the best this coffee can be roasted to? Yeah. Like we we think, but do we 100% yeah. know? No, we, we can't say yeah. that, you know? So there's that little element that we have to deal with when we're preparing a coffee. Yeah. And it makes it really difficult as well when, you know, when you're talking with a lot of people very, very experienced in the industry who have been in the industry forever mm-hmm. or who are very skilled and, you know, they're roast masters or whatever you want to call them. Um, and then they have very different roasting approaches. Yeah. Like where you're like, wait, this is obvious that it's not this. Yeah. And this is obviously that's not this, but they're both amazing like so to speak, like roasters, well yeah. known in the industry, and it's so hard because it feels like sometimes you know roasting, um, especially when you're getting into it, is like when you're learning to swim and somebody just says, "Oh, cool, you learn to swim. Let's throw you in the deep end of the pool." Yeah, and then like, good luck, you'll figure it out. And no, you actually do. You learn to swim that way. Yeah, and that's the hardest part is that roasting. At the end of the day, a lot of it comes to like how you're tasting coffee. Mm-hmm which once again is subjective. Everybody's going to taste coffee a little differently, you know? Um, And how like, um, yeah, it's going to be very experiential. You're going to have to learn on your mistakes. And sometimes those mistakes come at a cost. Whoops, it took you a little too long to dial in a coffee because it just didn't behave the way you wanted to and you learn and... Yeah, I remember in my SCA course when I was just beginning to roast like very early stages it was funny like the instructor after almost like every single set of information they would follow up with and uh none of this is like technically proven like this is still a work in progress it's like all the knowledge all the information all the quote unquote facts were like still pretty unknown like so there's so much things to discover in roasting and with like all the experts, like all the folks who have like, quote unquote, figured it out. Like no one's really figured it out. Like we have these ideas. There has been time, like, I don't know how, like, what is it? 50 years of like specialty or third wave coffee. Like it's still fairly new, this idea that we're working with, but it's really, really hard for folks like, like us who are just starting and trying to figure out. And it does feel kind of lonely or on your own and you're asking questions and we have mentors like we have people that we spend time with but we're still trying to figure it out at the end of the day yeah and that's one of the beauties of um just reminds me of like how how much i miss cupping with people and tasting Mm -hmm. with people and asking those questions having a community around you that's willing to give you honest advice um, and kind of at least tell you give you some feedback on your coffee is so important um but yeah like um, going back to something you said a little ways ago uh, about like we got that espresso vision apparatus um, that tells you how light or dark. And I'm like, hey, at the end of the day, honestly, I don't actually this isn't going to change much. This mm-hmm. is just going to tell me what my color is on our coffees. Yeah. But really, at the end of the day, we're roasting because we're like, oh, we think we can pull a little more out here. We can we can make this coffee a little better. Oh, wait, this needs to have a little mm-hmm. more acidity, so maybe we need to pull back on the development. Or yeah. how can we, you know, 
play the dance, so to speak, yeah. and get the most once again out of the coffee. Yeah. But then that comes with its complications. But really, mm-hmm. it's like you're roasting the coffee, and if it's tasty, if it's amazing, then yeah. that's that's what we like. That's what yeah. we're enjoying, and we're just excited to share that with people. Yeah. You know, so it fits in so well with our personalities because we're like, man, we love a challenge. We love problem solving. Oh man, you know what I mean. We love to figure it out. We kind of like stress a little too much. It's like, <laughs> dude, that's so true. Honestly, yeah, that's everybody's yeah. like, oh man, I'm so sorry. Like you started a business before COVID. I'm like, honestly, I love when like, yeah, I love when things go bad. Yeah, like I love it. I'm in the moment. I'm stressed yeah. out. Yeah. Like, oh, I hate this. And then yeah. in the back, I'm like, yes. That it's an opportunity that. to yeah, problem solve. Let's go. Yeah, let's do <laughs> yeah this. that's that's yeah. how roasting feels a lot, you know. Yeah. But we're learning. I mean, I'm. I would say I'm way better of a roaster or more knowledgeable yeah. than I was a year ago yeah. when we started, and that's exciting. Yeah. And you know, every sure. single year you go by, I know in a year from now I'm gonna be more knowledgeable. Yeah. And that's the process. You Trust the process. That's it. That's it. There it is, folks. There it is, folks. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us once again. Uh, if you want to stay tuned, hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Um, podcasts are coming soon to podcast platforms. We're getting that figured out. There's a lot to figure out. Yeah. But uh, thank you guys so much. I don't know. That's it. There it is. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>